Welcome to the Urban Lore Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Castaños. If this is your first time with us, we tell short, paranormal, urban legend stories with no intentions of debunking anything. This is about telling good stories. You can follow us on Instagram at urban underscore lore podcast, on Twitter at urban lore pod, or you can email your own stories to us, uh, whether you want to record them or whether you'd like me to read them, to Urban Lore Podcast, all one word, Urban Lore Podcast at gmail.com. Always remember to like and share the podcast. And if your podcatcher allows you to rate, please give us five stars and, and tell us why you like the show. It helps other people find the show and therefore open it up for even better content. Tonight, ghost trains. I I love the idea. As a child, I was fascinated by trains. We lived up the hill from a train line, Southern Pacific. And as a small child, preschool, if I heard the whistle, I would scream and yell. And my dad worked from home. And he would put me up on his shoulders and I would watch the train go by. And I I still to this day love trains. And as much as I love ghost stories, I have to admit that I I struggle with the idea. You know, we have no explanation for how ghosts work or don't work or anything like that. And once again, in keeping with the show, we don't really worry about that. But I think I can wrap my head around the idea of human energy. You know, energy really never goes away, right? It just changes forms, science tells us. So maybe our our human energy turns into some other form, and that's what makes these residual sounds and shapes. And Again, who knows? I don't pretend to have any idea. But I do have a little bit of a hard time reckoning the idea of, uh, you know, a hundred tons of iron somehow rematerializing from another time or another place but but it certainly happens we we accept it with other things perhaps uh, maybe on the high seas you know ever heard of the flying dutchman of course we are familiar with those things so i guess it's just as likely that a train can be a ghost now ghost train stories occur pretty much anywhere trains occur as one might imagine so every corner of the planet wherever there's a set of train tracks there's typically a train story here in the united states maybe one of the more common ones are um, reportings reports i should say of seeing lincoln's funeral train typically sometime around the anniversary of when that train would have made its fateful voyage from Washington, D.C. to Springfield, Illinois, which I'd like to say is a resting place for Abraham Lincoln. But listen to episode 32 and you'll know it wasn't that easy for poor honest Abe. But people say they've seen the train and they even see the casket in a car 
and the crew manning the train. Um, occasionally, the story even includes a train, a ghost train before the Abraham Lincoln ghost train with a band of U.S. soldiers playing. You don't, you don't hear the music, but they're going through the motions of playing whatever funeral dirge or maybe a patriotic song that would have come with the Lincoln train. People say that when the Lincoln train passes, clocks stop. So, you know, this is a story that's been told literally since 1866, all the way up to the most current one that I saw online was probably around 1992. And that's just stuff that's been recorded on the internet. There likely are other situations. In Japan, they take on a slightly different and almost comical, I told you so tone. Um, I don't know that they're all like this, but I encountered two or three different um, train stories, ghost train stories from Japan. And those typically involved, uh, well, they would sound something like this. Uh, A train conductor is moving through uh, the countryside on his train And then all of a sudden, he begins to hear a whistle of another train on the same tracks heading the opposite direction. An impending collision of catastrophic proportions is only moments away. So the engineer applies the brakes as quickly as he can, lays on his own whistle, hoping to signal that other train that there's someone on the tracks dragging these hundred tons of steel to his slow and grinding stop. Of course, trains don't stop like automobiles when you slam on the brakes. You also potentially, you know, uh, derail cars. All kinds of things can happen if you don't stop the train appropriately. The train comes to a grinding halt, and the engineer just braces for that contact, that accident that never occurs. And after a few moments, they listen and they don't hear any trains. So they get out and they walk down the tracks, no train in sight. And they eventually make a a loop around their own train to inspect. And they often find on the tracks a tanuki. If you're not familiar, this is the uh, Japanese raccoon dog. This is a real animal but that is often also associated with mystical capabilities of shape-shifting and mimicry. Often they're portrayed as as, uh, appearing as as a beautiful woman. But in this case, these stories almost always end the same. As the conductor and the engineer look at the dead tanuki, they have this kind of, ha, 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 well, that shows you from mimicking a train whistle, you shouldn't play on the tracks. And I don't know if it's a moralistic story or just a a rather unique twist on the idea of something paranormal, supernatural, mystical, involving a train. Even our good friends to the north, our good friends in Canada, they took another approach to the ghost train story. Now, I'm sure there are thousands, if you looked in every province and every state and every area of Canada, you would find numerous stories. And of course, huge, vast, open landscape, particularly in Western Canada with rail lines 
racing from east to west to get goods from the Pacific to the Atlantic. But this particular one um, actually emanates out of a small village, St. Louis in Saskatchewan. This one is such a popular tale that it's been immortalized in a series of Canadian postage stamps that deal with uh, paranormal and ghost stories. I would love to get my hands on one of these stamps. But what typically happens with the St. Louis ghost train is that witnesses say uh, that eerie lights often dance along a stretch of railroad tracks outside the town of St. Louis, kind of white and red. They think that the white light represents the, the headlight of the train, and the red light represents kind of the tail light that you find at the end of trains to denote the fact that it is, in fact, an end of train. In the United States, since the era of the caboose not being really a thing anymore, you find what's called an EOT, and that's an end-of-train device with a flashing red light. But people say that any given time you will see these lights, these white and red lights, dancing along the railroad tracks. Some people say it has to do with a, a ghost train that was a part of a deadly robbery back in the 1800s. Others suggest that there was a, a terrible accident with train workers being killed along the right-of-way and that they're signaling to warn you of uh, impending trouble. But to have a stamp made from you, that's pretty cool. And I, I think it shows maybe that the Canadian government likes a good story too. As we talk about ghost stories and trains, it would be, uh, we would be remiss to mention that sometimes the ghost isn't the train, but it is an employee trying to warn you about a washed out bridge. I remember a story like that in a young reader book when I was probably in junior high, where you know this brakeman with his lantern waves to these oncoming train uh, to stop and let them know that the bridge is out. And when they get there, the bridge is in fact out, but there's no one around. And, and another train had been lost at that same bridge 50 years earlier or, or something of the like. You know, maybe it's our curiosity with these big, monstrous pieces of machinery that take both ourselves and the goods that we purchase and sell all over the place. They're, they're everywhere. You know, if you're being here in South Texas, you don't drive far without driving parallel to a railroad track or, or certainly crossing them at any given place. I think sometimes we take for granted how much railroads and trains are in our daily psyche and how big a part they play in our lives. So if we like a good paranormal story and we have some element of our world that also is a major part of our existence, then perhaps it's only fitting that those two worlds collide and we get ghost trains. For the Urban Lore Podcast, I'm Tom Castaños.